This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to yet another episode of Diagnosing the Aftermarket A to Z. I'm Matt Fonslow, and today I want to talk about some sports watching I did this weekend, mainly football. But in general, I don't spend a lot of time watching sports. If I do, I watch like the highlights on uh, YouTube, but I do enjoy them for the most part. I just like seeing amazing plays as well as not just like individual plays, but like team stuff, team execution, be it offense or defense, depending on the sport. But before I get into that, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Napa Auto Care. Since its relaunch in 2020, the Napa Auto Care member site has continued to evolve to keep members updated on all the Napa programs, promotions, benefits, and other information available to help their businesses thrive. If you're a Napa Auto Care member, visit member.napaautocare.com to access the member portal. Not a Napa Auto Care Center? Contact your servicing Napa Auto Parts store to learn more about how to join the Napa family. So yeah, this is kind of a by the seat of my pants type thing where I was kind of marveling by some of the games I was watching uh, and it was Sunday. I was watching football and I just feel like it relates to a lot of what we do day to day in a shop and regardless of position within the shop, it doesn't matter what your charge is or what you're charged with doing during the day. I feel like there's a really strong correlation to it. And what kind of got me thinking about it was I was watching, it doesn't even matter the teams or the players or anything like that, but the offense was on about the five yard line and a running back ran the ball in for a touchdown. And I wouldn't say it was like a special run or anything. He had a nice hole opened up for him by the offensive line maybe a missed assignment by the defense, but runs it in. And as is normal nowadays, they celebrate. I guess the celebration is neither here nor there. I could care less, really. I probably marveled more at the Barry Sanders type that really he didn't celebrate a whole lot. It was a lot of been there, done that to him. Or if (laughs) being he played for Detroit, sometimes there were, losing by a lot. So it was too little too late. So he was kind of a favorite player of mine, but you know, especially with COVID when they didn't have people in the stadiums, they really did need some level of entertainment. So they're posing for the cameras and that's translated into today's game. They've left that and it's fine. It's really, it's fine. But in this case, the running back celebrated kind of by himself. Not that his teammates alienated him in any way, but it was uh, very much a me, me moment, a different game. And not that I just binge watched a whole bunch of games one after the other. I really didn't. But catching highlights, watching the kind of condensed versions a very a different team, different running back, very similar situation. Five yard line, four yard line, six yard line. Beautiful hole opened up by the offensive line. Maybe again, missed assignment on the defense. Running back waltzes in really relatively unscathed and he celebrates, but he hands the football off to his fullback to do the majority of the celebrating. And he, and don't get me wrong. He was involved in the celebration, but 
but it wasn't all about him. It was an acknowledgement that he didn't do that alone, that there was a sequence of events that occurred to allow him to score the touchdown. The right play was called. They practiced, worked together as a unit to execute it. The offensive line blew open the hole. So they had, you can only practice so much against people you know and understand. Now you're going up against another team, potentially a extremely, maybe not just one, multiple extremely good players and still execute to allow this player to be handed the ball and run it in to score. And to me, that's very important, that type of acknowledgement in the moment. Not that it isn't important after the fact, you know, in a post-game interview or some sort of an article. You know, I know a lot of running backs spend a lot of money in presents, gifts for their offensive lines and fullbacks because they're uh, so important to their success. But to see it on the field like that, And to share in that success as a team with really no one entity more important than the other, that they accomplish that goal together. Or you could say that we see this in basketball as well, where, you know, that open shot, relatively speaking, like, you know, we're playing in the backyard, our open is much different than a professional level open, but somebody gets open. Did they do it themselves? Was there a pick involved? The offense is set, the practicing of it, the loading up one side of the court. Again, like a sequence of events is required to result in that play's success. Or honestly, up to the release of the basketball from their hand. And then whoever's shooting it has to have done their due diligence and practiced and their natural skill and all that to result in the ball going through the hoop. But everything else is leading to that specific point, giving that player a legitimate shot at making a basket. And you can flip it around and go on the defense cornerback that pulls down a interception or just gets uh, breaks up the play. How much of that is to do with all their skill and speed and quickness and reading the route and all that. And how much of that has to do with the defensive line putting pressure on the quarterback, making them throw under duress, making them throw before they're ready. Maybe throwing in a way that they didn't really want to. If you've got a defensive line, they got their hands up. So now the quarterback can't just fire this laser. They have to kind of loft it. And that lofting causes the ball to be in the air longer, giving you time to react that understanding of how these things work together to result in a success, be it the success of a single play or of course the game, the season, you know, one of the sports that maybe does slightly better job of it, at least from a statistical standpoint is hockey. You know, you can have a couple of assists on one score. Uh, I know basketball, they've talked a lot about doing that where, It's the pass that leads to the pass that leads to the score and getting two assists. And in hockey, that's something that happens where sometimes it's the pass that leads to the pass, you know, is the truly brilliant play, if you will. Hey guys, Matt here talking to you about what the Napa Auto Care Center program can do for your business. You probably already know the Napa brand is the most recognized and trusted name in the automotive aftermarket industry. In fact, 
Studies show nearly 95% of customers recognize Napa and associate it with quality parts, service, and technical expertise. So why not complete a Pro Image upgrade and take advantage of that? Pro Image is a co-branding program for the exterior and interior of your shop. On the outside, it includes the Napa colors and distinctive Napa signage. While the public may know you as a reliable, locally owned business, a Pro Image upgrade helps set your shop apart from the competition even further. It is also a visual signal to your customers and potential customers that you and Napa are partners. Most importantly, Pro Image really works. This co-branding opportunity has helped Napa Auto Care Centers across the country increase their car counts and sales. In fact, those that have completed the ProImage project enjoy an average of 23% sales increase during their first year. ProImage upgrades are also available for the interior of your shop. A ProImage interior upgrade transforms your customer waiting area from merely utilitarian to warm and welcoming. The goal is to maintain your shop's independent identity while enhancing the customer's experience. You can get a free look at what a Pro Image exterior or interior upgrade can look like by visiting the Napa Auto Care member site and clicking on the Napa Pro Image link under the Napa Pro Image tab. Or contact your local Napa Auto Parts store. Your servicing Napa store can tell you more about Pro Image plus the hundreds of other reasons to become part of the Napa Auto Care family, the largest network of independent auto repair shops in the country. It's hard to ignore how that translates to a shop. There's sequences of events that result in the success of a repair. You know, it depends on how far you want to move that camera in and out. How far back do you want to take a look? We can't have cars there without customers. The customer has to elect to bring their vehicle there, choose the shop. What all goes into that? The look of the building the look of the website, the look of the shop on social media, the advertising, radio ads, TV ads, internet ads, the successes of your coworkers on certain repairs that led to a good review that led to this person looking up auto repair in your area and seeing that the good reviews for your shop so that now you have the opportunity to service this vehicle and have the opportunity to succeed. And now even, you know, zooming in maybe a little more, whatever technician, however want to label them, maybe have a technician that in, does the inspections. You know, maybe they focus more on the lighter duty type repairs, but that's a very needed position within the company. And they find legitimate work that is maybe outside of their skill set or just the amount of time the shop or management wants that technician to be anchored to a car. Maybe they have, you know, a tech or two or however many, it doesn't really matter. The idea is that they're moving through cars that uh, they aren't really anchored down for hours on one vehicle that the idea is for them to do their inspections, do a couple of services or repairs and then move on to the next and move on to the next and move on to the next and get consistent inspections, consistent findings because their inspections are good. And depending on how the inspections are done, I would say most shops now really should be graduating to digital vehicle inspections one way or another. I mean, however you do that, whether it's setting up Google drives and they're taking photos with their phones or a a shop phone, shop tablet, or you have 
dedicated DVI type system or it's part of your shop management system, that is something being done. And because of what they're finding and how they're documenting it more than just green, yellow, red, it's red with a story, an explanation, photos, video, making the job of the service advisor and or customer service representative, whoever you deals with the clients uh, or both making their job easy. And now that gets sold. So you have the skill of the service advisor. You have how quickly this happens is the skill and the training of that service advisor, that customer service representative, the fluidity to which the um, shop management system works to allow that estimate to be generated rather quickly and accurately. And then the system to get that information to the client and how easy it is for them to access it and look at these results and process the estimates and how much it's going to cost or what things are prioritized in a certain way that they can't afford all of it at once. They can make selections and how quickly that gets relayed back. And then the whole parts system, the parts distribution system of getting the parts there rapidly, allowing you or a coworker or both of you to perform whatever services and having the facility to do it efficiently and productively, which kind of sounds like one in the same, but I don't think technically they are that it allows success on really multiple levels. If you know where I'm going with this, that it can be done productively and efficiently so that you can, depending on how everyone's pay structures and pay schemes, if you will, to maximize your profit on it as a employee, the shop's profit on it. And the client gets a properly serviced vehicle that was accurately inspected or diagnosed and estimated, right? The price given and when it was said it would it would be done is what we accomplished. And maybe it ended up a little bit less money and done sooner. And that isn't a pitch for um, under promise over deliver. It might be a subject for a different podcast that all these systems work together. Is the environment in the back such that people are willing to help each other out because they're not punished for leaving their job or task or whatever they're doing on their vehicle to come over and lend a hand? All these things working together, right? They're just all these mechanisms, all these systems. I think I mentioned last week that I have a very difficult time not looking at things as an equation, as a series of symbiotic systems. I know I've broken record this a lot, that the uh, organization, the word works with organism and how these systems work together, how people within the system work together to accomplish a profitability and continued service work, ultimately trying to grant or provide a client the best service experience as possible. And you have to phrase it that way because it's money they probably don't want to spend, right? I mean, there's a big difference if your shop's located next to a freaking Gander Mountain or you know whatever store and they can walk out of there with a brand new rifle and fishing reel or pole or further over they can come up with a brand new television that they've spent thousands with a grin on their face and they're going to spend half that on their vehicle and they're not exactly enthused about it. That's just the reality. 
So all we can do is really provide the best possible experience. And that's how these systems all work together. And I guess the reason I started out with the reference to the football games was in the moment, can you just step back for a second and look back, look around? Or if you don't want to physically look around and get busted, just think around what it took for all that to occur. And not saying don't give yourself some credit, of course, but I think there's a lot to be said about the humility of being kind of that humbleness and that recognition of everything else that needed to take place for the result to happen the way it happened. And a lot of times, the only time we really think about is when things go awry. We don't stop and think about it when things go really well. And I think that should be a regular duty of management. But I also think everyone in the system needs to step back once in a while and kind of think to themselves like, wow, you know, that went really well. Here's why. And seriously, I just think that that recognition can help really uh, improve the shop culture, the shop environment, the work environment, realizing how these series of seemingly small events add up to something very good, very positive for everyone. The whole thing's about trying to have everyone come out smelling like a rose at the end. That would be the the best. The customer's happy as they can be. The shop profited, the employee profited, or the team member. And everyone kind of once in a while gets a little bit of a pat on the back, at least acknowledging their part. So that is how I'm going to leave you is just once again, stepping back. I think that's another recurring theme amongst a great many with the podcast, with honesty and thinking. And, uh, but I think there's a lot to it. I think it means more than we may give credence to. And I don't say that because I said it. I look at others that do that. Case in point interview with um, Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. He's uh, the Shark Tank. He had a recent interview with Bill Maher. And as well as I think he was the subject of a CBS Sunday morning. And the acknowledgement of how lucky he is. I mean, get it. Yeah, he's super lucky. He's a billionaire. But being lucky in the time he was born, the generation just before the internet and the values he learned growing up where he grew up and just how it's like tumblers and a lock fell together and worked perfectly for him. And he greatly understands that a lot of his success is due to pure luck. That's not to discredit the hard work. That's not to discredit skills, talents, anything like that, but also a very, very healthy pinch or multiple pinches of luck in various places and time. And I think a lot of successful people have that. And there's, I think, a lot of power in acknowledging that and Again, back to the kind of that humility. So recognizing that you're a part of a machine, part of a system, part of an organism and how you contributed to it as well as how everyone else contributes to it, including the customer, including the parts store. I think that's how I will end. And I just want to thank you once again for listening. Thank you to Napa Auto Care for 
sponsoring. Thank you to the Aftermarket Radio Network for really making this all possible. And if you have any ideas for subject matter of future podcasts, please do not hesitate to reach out. You can email me at mattfonslowpodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to me via social media. I love hearing from you guys. Uh, I really do appreciate all the kind words and the comments. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, don't forget to hit the like button and the little bell so that you can uh, get alerted when another episode comes out. So until then, take care. You've been listening to Matt Fonslow, diagnosing the aftermarket A to Z on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Matt on your favorite listening app. He's very interested in what you have to say. Let him know what you'd like him to cover and come on the show. Matt is all for advancing the aftermarket. Find Matt Fonslow on social media and connect or on aftermarketradionetwork.com.